Hey, hey, it's Coach Dr. Kim. I started this journey after having a stroke at the age of 36 years old. Since that time, I have moved forward with helping people live their best life, and I haven't turned back. This show is about learning to be present, open, and intentional in every area of your life. Keep listening to hear what I've been thinking, and be sure to rate, subscribe, and review. Hey, hey, it's Coach Dr. Kim. Today, I want to talk about psychological safety at work. Let me be transparent and state that I'm discussing this with a biased viewpoint. And why do I say that? First off, I've had some extreme experiences in my lifetime that led to significant mental and physical stress and quite possibly had a lot to do with the stress that led to my stroke when I was just 36 years old. And even after all those experiences, I find myself on occasion revisiting this question of psychological safety in the workplace as a coach, a professional, and as a human. This is part of our human experience and our world. So I choose to acknowledge that it exists because it is part of our reality. So what exactly is psychological safety? Well, the outcomes and consequences are one thing, but the it I'm speaking of today is the environment that allows you to believe that you won't be punished or humiliated for speaking up with ideas, questions or concerns or mistakes. Does it sound like utopia? Yeah, maybe, but it depends on where you work, live and play. If I'm being honest, I have had more days than not where I felt safe. Yet there are times when my past trauma creeps up and haunts me like a ghost. And this is where Coach Dr. Kim's I've been thinking brain gets activated and I start asking questions. Talking to no particular person and sometimes myself, but never mind that, you know, I'm not insane. At least I don't think I am. And I say, self, I wonder if... Starting and educating organizations about psychological safety is premature. But instead, maybe the first touch point is addressing the fact that organizations, leaders, and individuals may have varying degrees of trauma that need to be addressed in themselves before they can create safe environments. And the reason I say that is it feels like to me people are ignoring self-work. They're skipping over the step of evaluating what they need to do in themselves and instead investing in systems to create better environments. And then it appears these environments and context are inadequate and incomplete. And it's because the systems are being delivered from people who are not whole themselves. And okay, I hear you. Like, how do you pull that off? How do you make a whole organization of leaders whole? You don't, because are we ever really whole? Probably not. There's too much to work on. But the answer that we have been coming up with over and over again are like little band-aids. We keep applying and applying and applying instead of ripping off the ones that need to be ripped off. Instead of just saying, one, two, three, let's go. It won't be pretty, 
there'll be a scab or a scar underneath. And yet there can also be healing. And I think one of the keys is having leaders that are willing to be present, open and intentional about walking alongside folks on that journey. There may be people on your team right now that you're asking to create a safe environment for their team. Yet they have not sat down and reflected on their inner work that they need to do for themselves. And so they're not capable of delivering what you're asking. And so how do you do this? That's a big question. I think there's a lot to be learned from disciplines in the social sciences. There's a lot to be learned from our folks in the diversity, equity, inclusion space. And this especially came to mind as I sat in on a listening session about racism. In these spaces, we have open and honest discussions. And sure, there is fear of being so raw and honest. And those discussions can become very uncomfortable. Yet people talk. There's an open door. And we need to open doors for all kinds of discussions. Because without these conversations, we continue to spin our wheels and end up in the same places over and over again. And I'll give you an example. Some of my past hurts have been related to power differences and title. And when I have conversations with folks in those situations, we're able to level set, clear out some assumptions, validate some assumptions. And in the end, we typically come out the better for it. In the reverse or contrary to that, I've had situations where peers have gone around or above And in those situations, it totally undermined the culture, sabotaged the relationship. And to this day, even after trying to do that peer-to-peer conversation, it's never, ever gained traction and we've never been able to repair. And so open and honest conversations can and do have a major impact. I acknowledge that there are confounding variables at play when it comes to people, when it comes to people in workplaces and in communities, but there's ways that we can foster environments that communicate psychological safety. And we need to stop skipping steps and acknowledge that starting where people are at is very important. Skipping ahead to training and education without the coaching and the questioning and the uncomfortable feelings is likely not going to get us to where we want to go. Be right back after this quick break. So if your organization is one that could use a reboot or reformation and wants to move in the direction of healing. Having those open discussions that I previously mentioned can happen. And there are some things that you can do 
to move toward that. The first thing is observe. Some of these things that happen are not going to be overt. They're going to be covert and hidden. So you're going to have to observe very carefully. You're going to have to ask questions. You're going to have to hold space and be silent sometimes and reflect. So the second thing is create a space for reflection. You have to be present and think about your interaction with people and apply insights. It's a chance to think about your impact on others. So after you observe and create space, the third thing is be curious. Ask people to expand on what they have said. Work on not being defensive. That's something I have to think about, not taking it personally. The fourth is encourage accountability in group discussions. When people are talking and sharing thoughts, ask them what they mean when they say they said. Ask people to speak up who are quiet. Have everyone participate. The fifth thing is offer compassion for yourself and others. Number six, assume good intentions, but address impact over intent. If you step on someone's toe, for example, you may have not meant to hurt it, but you probably did. So say sorry. (laughs) The seventh thing is celebrate diversity. Number eight, integrate perspectives. And by that, know that everyone has a contribution to make. If you work in healthcare, for example, there's multiple disciplines. And so integrate those. Everyone's not taught from the same perspective, philosophy of care. And so pull those different perspectives together and see how their contributions, their unique contributions, can contribute to problem solving. The ninth thing, and I really, really love this one, what is learned here leaves here. What is said here stays here. It's not this person said that, this person said this. It's collectively our outcomes and learning were this, but the minute details, the confidential sharing stays in the room. And the 10th thing is it's okay not to have all the answers. And that can be really hard for us as people. We don't have to know everything. In a healing organization, stress is going to happen. Stress does not have to be bad. There's good stress and there's, quote, bad stress. Stress is stress. Being aware of it and paying close attention to it is what's important. And knowing what your coping mechanism is and having resources and support in place is important. And those 10 steps toward a healing workplace come from Dr. Irene Sung. I will provide that as a resource. And so I just want to say that I'm sure, like myself, we've all undergone something in life that has created some source of quote bad or negative stress 
it's important for us as humans to feel safe. So please reflect on, do you feel safe? If you don't feel safe, think about how you could contribute to move toward healing. And that's what I've been thinking.